You're listening to a podcast of The River in Durant, Oklahoma. We hope that what you're about to hear will bless you and empower you to live the life that God has called you to live. We hope that it will strengthen you in faith and that it will help you better understand and better recognize who you are in Christ Jesus. That's good to see all of you. Amen. How many love the Word? I love the Word of God. I love it. I believe it. I made up, made up my mind I was just going to be a believer. Years ago, I decided I was going to believe the Word of God. Believe what it said. And it started it started making, making sense to me. You know? It took a little while. I had a guy tell me something one time. I, I'm, I'm reluctant to say it, but you know me, I'm going to say it. <laughs> he told me, he said, John, the, 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 the Bible is like a woman. I said, it is? He said, yeah, it takes its clothes off for the one that loves it. <laughs> so I've seen under, under the clothes of the Bible. That's why I preach like I do. Amen. I see under the clothes. Yeah, yeah. You, want, you, need, you need to see under the clothes. See under the surface. See what God's really saying to you, what he really has for you. Amen. That's good right there. He has revealed it to me in extraordinary ways. And I love love sharing it with you. But you have to be a believer. You have to set your mind that you're going to believe it. You see, if you don't want want to believe because you're too proud to be taken advantage of. You don't, don't want to be somebody who says, well, I, I got took advantage of because I believed them. You can believe the Word of God. Yes. You can be, be, the, be the one who says, I'm naive, I believe. Yes. I'm naive, I believe. Yes. I want to get so that if somebody walked in this church and said, I just got here, just arrived from Mars, I want my first thought to be, I hope, hope you had a good trip. <laughs> you know, not, not, are you crazy? You know, like we would probably think that. I want my first thought to be a believing thought. You should have a believing thought be your first thought. And if I find out they are crazy, well, I'll call the paddy wagon. But, but you know, <laughs> I want my first thought to be a believing thought. I want it to be like a uh, family in our church in West Texas. They had a little girl named Shannon. Angela. Angela Lindley. Angela. Well, dressed for Easter Sunday one time. Had her all in her patent leather shoes, you know, and a little frilly dress. And she got out of the house. So before Mom and Dad got ready to go, she got out of the house. She walked around the, the little on a cul-de-sac. She walked all the way around the cul-de-sac. She knew enough to get in the street. All the way around and over there, there was a across the cul-de-sac was an old man that lived there, and he he was a surrogate grandfather to these kids. Angela's clippity clop, clippity clop, clippity clop along there. And that old man's out under under his truck. Working on his truck. He's under it, working on the truck. He looks and sees her coming, you know, laying on his back, sees her coming. He says, Hello, Angela. She stopped. Looked up there. He said, What are you doing, Angela? Just walking. Where are you going? She said, no place, just walking. 
He said, well, be careful, Angela. Don't get in the street. Okay. Okay. Goodbye, Angela. Goodbye, truck. <laughs> That's why Jesus said you have to become like a little child to be a believer. Be a believer. Amen. <laughs> I want to talk to you about the covenant names of God. The covenant names of God. We're going to look at these eight covenant names God had in the old covenant. What they mean to us today. We're going to begin with Jeremiah 23. Jeremiah 23 and verse 6. I'll give the people a little bit of time. Jeremiah 23, 6. If I don't get through all this today, you know what we do? Just do it next time. Jeremiah 23, 6. In his days, Judah shall be saved, and Israel shall dwell safely. And this is his name. Whose name? God's name. Whereby he shall be called the Lord our righteousness. The Lord our righteousness. God made a covenant name with Israel. They, they did not believe this name. They thought that the law was their righteousness. See what I mean? Paul said this. He said, I thought the law was my righteousness. But all, I, all I arrived at in doing that was, was self-righteousness. He said, he said, I want to be found in him not having my own righteousness, but the right, because the, the righteousness that, which is my own that comes from the law. But that it comes from the Lord is his righteousness. You can have imputed righteousness to you and be God's righteousness. You can be just as righteous as God. Amen. If you're saved, you are just as righteous as God on the inside. That's what this is about. A covenant God made with the Israel, but you got in on it by faith, by grace. Amen. Look at, look at Le Leviticus 20, verse 8. Leviticus 20, verse 8. And ye shall keep my statutes. Levit Leviticus 20, verse 8. Ye shall keep my statutes and do them. I am the Lord which sanctifies you. This is this is two covenant names. The first one is Je Jehovah Sidkenu, Yahweh Sidkenu. Sidkenu, spelled T-S-I-D-K-E-N-U. Sidkenu means righteousness. It's God's name. He is Jehovah Sidkenu. And the second one, sanctify, is sanctification. Jehovah Mekadesh, M-K-K-E-D-E-S-H. Jehovah Mekadesh. He it made you righteous and holy at the same time. Ah, it all comes from God as a gift. It's righteousness, but you, you, you cultivate the holiness. You cultivate the holiness. The seeds of holiness are in you because of the righteousness that's in you. You cultivate that holiness and give it as a gift back to God. Your holy living is a gift to God as well as a gift to you. It's a seed to you and a fruit to him. Fruit of the Spirit is, see what I mean? Is grown. Uh, this all speaks to, of our sonship. You are in the family of God. You're not just a servant of God. You're not just in the kingdom of God as a, as a as an, uh, citizen of the kingdom. You are all that. But the primary relationship you have with God as a, as a child of God is the sonship, daughterhood, childhood, childness in God. 
we are part of God's family. It's it's one thing. It's one thing. It's one thing to to, to vote for the president and call him your president. He be, he preside over your nation. It's another thing to live in the White House with him. You live in the White House with God. You live in the big house with God. You're you're in right, right, in right standing with God, means you are now a son. Everybody says sonship. sonship. That's for girls too. Okay, we're all sons. If I can be part of the bride, you can be a son. That's right. I want you to turn to the Lord's Prayer in Matthew chapter six, I believe it is. Lord's Prayer. It's commonly called the Lord's Prayer. Jesus prayed this prayer for his disciples to pray. I want you to notice something really, really interesting. You all know the prayer, don't you? All right, let's, let's do it together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Okay. Now, he, he taught us to pray this way. Okay. We're praying... To God, our Father, what, what, what do we call him? Our Father. Not our God, our Father. Our Father first. That's the first thing he says, you, you address him as Father. Now read on. Thy kingdom come. All right, so we, we, worship, we, we called him Father. We worship, worshiped him by calling him, hallowed be thy name, but said hallowed be thy, thy name. What name? These names right here. Sitchkanu, Makadesh, Shalom. El Shaddai, all those good names of God. Now, what's the next thing? Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Now you're talking to him about his kingdom and his will. Yeah. You have a right to talk to God about what, he, what he's doing in, in heaven to be done on, on earth. This is big stuff, you know what I mean? That's like sitting, at, sitting in the war room in, in, at the White House. Yeah. Talking, right. talking to God about his kingdom yeah. and saying, let it come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. God wants you in on his big decisions. You hear that? God wants you in on his big decisions. He doesn't want to do it without you. You live here. You have to live with this. He wants you in on it. Amen. Before he was going to destroy Sodom, he said, should I hide this from Abraham? He wanted Abraham in on that decision. We don't think we don't think our position in God is big enough. We don't think about it big enough. I don't think. I think we think too small. Am I in the right house here today? But notice next. What's the next thing in the prayer? Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Now you're asking for your stuff. You ask for what you need. This is awesome, isn't it? What's the next item? Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I gotta I gotta wrap my Pentecostal head around that. <laughs> Why is that sin thing so deep in that prayer? In my in my world where I was raised, you had to deal with sin first thing. Yeah. Had, had to get sin out of the way before God would even hear you. Yeah. But not in not in Jesus' world. Yeah. He told him call him call him father, call him father. Worship him. Talk about his kingdom. Pray for what you need. Then we'll talk about your sin. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, man, we got a messed up mind, don't we? Yeah. Yeah. When we look at it, yeah. we think sin separates us from God. It doesn't. It does not. It does not. Not, not a child of God, it doesn't. Yeah. 
That's stupid. No more than your your kids doing wrong separated them from you. And you're evil, according to the Word of God. You then being evil evil know how to give good gifts unto your children. You know what I mean? How much more? Sonship is deep with God. It's strong with God. He means for you to be with Him forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. He's never going to go back on that. He'll never go back on that. Sin is not the first topic in the Lord's Prayer, but the fifth topic in the Lord's Prayer. It's amazing to me. It always shocked me when I, when I first saw it. It really shocked me. I said, how does this work, Lord? He said, John, I have the remedy for sin. You have not figured it out yet. I have the remedy for sin. The blood of Jesus took care of your sin. Listen to me. Let me tell you how God did that. He made Christ take the penalty for your sin. He took the curse. He became a curse, it says in, in uh, Galatians 3.13. He became a curse for us. Hear me. If he becomes a curse, then the, the intrinsically laws, laws carry penalties, right? If they said today, there's no more penalty for running a stop sign in Durant, Oklahoma. Would you ever stop at another one? No. I wouldn't. <laughs> I would watch for the cars to come, but I would not stop. I don't stop at many of them right now. I'm being honest, I, I, I roll up there. No, no, hardly anybody does. We all roll up there. I think we stop, but we, then we move on, you know. Rolling, rolling, okie stop, mama. <laughs> really stop, you know. But if you can get away with it, breaking the law, you're going to break the law. It's in our nature to do that. It was it always has been. And Jesus knew that. And he could not get us to keep the law. So he took away the penalty for the law. It became the curse for us. He took the curse of the law upon himself. So everything we ever did transgressed against God became null and void. Because the law that's not enforced and it has no curse to it at all. Thank you, Jesus. You take away the curse, what's the point of enforcing the law? You can't enforce it without a curse to it. You can't enforce it without a penalty to it, without a, a circumstance, you know, a consequence. Very good. Jesus became our consequence. Yeah. Amen. Took it away. Now, what, 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 how are we going to live then? He didn't leave you alone. He put his spirit in you, whose first name is Holy. So you can live above the law. You can walk holy in this life. You, you, don't have to, you don't have to sin another sin your whole life. Wouldn't it be awesome if you could think, get it in your mind, I can live without, without sinning because I have the Holy Spirit in my life. Y'all were shouting just a few minutes ago. Okay. Turn to Ezekiel 48. The last verse of Ezekiel. Ezekiel 48, 35. We're going to find another covenant name of God. Read that, Miss Ann. It was round about 18,000 measures, and the name of the city from that day shall be The Lord is There. The Lord is There. The Lord is There. 
Read, would you read it? Judges 6, 24. Judges 6, 22 through 24. Let me find it. Matthew, Mark, Luke, Judges. And when Gideon perceived that he was an angel of the Lord, Gideon said, Alas, O Lord God, for because I have seen an angel of the Lord face to face. I thought he was going to die. Read on. And the Lord said unto him, Peace be unto thee. Fear not, thou shalt not die. Then Gideon built an altar there unto the Lord and called it, Jehovah Shalom. Unto this day it is yet in Ophrah of. Yeah. <laughs> Abezerat. Abezerat. Amen. The Lord is there. Jehovah Shammah. Is what this is telling us about. Jehovah Shammah. Jehovah Shammah. And Jehovah Shalom. These two covenant names represent for us the Spirit of God in our lives. Amen. The Spirit comes into your life. First the sonship, then the Spirit comes in. Amen. Amen. The Spirit of God comes on you to make you like Jesus in every detail. Not just in not just in nature, but in action. The Spirit empowers you. The Spirit empowers you to live your life in the way Jesus lived his life. That's right. So the devil can't tell you from Jesus when you walk around doing good because God has anointed you. You see, Jesus was anointed who went about doing good and healing healing all that were oppressed of the devil because God God was with him. That's right. I think about James, James Bonham, one of the heroes of the Alamo, how many years ago was it in San Angelo and when they built that new new grade school named it Jim, James Bonham Elementary? Probably 20 years ago. About 20 years ago. James Bonham has been dead 100 years, you know, or more. They're still building new schools named James Bonham. Why? Here's a guy who knew who he was. Yeah. He knew he was part of the family of God. Had a spirit on him that was really, really strong. Fam- fam- he knew he was part of the family of, of William Travis anyway. Yeah. He was Travis's cousin. William Travis, the colonel at the Alamo. Travis needed help. He, so, you know, he's surrounded by 3,500 Mexican soldiers. And uh, he needed help. He said he had to send somebody out to get, get help. So he sent Jim Bonham out. Jim Bonham had to fight his way through the Mexican lines to get out, to yeah. get out to where Sam Houston was and Fannin. Neither, neither of them would come. Mm-hmm. Sam Houston, he got to Sam Houston and he said, Sir, I, I've got a letter from Colonel Travis. Handed him the letter. Sam Houston read the letter and he said, Look, son, I told Travis two months ago he had to get out of there and he wouldn't leave because he wouldn't leave his post. He had to get word from Washington to, to, to desert. To, he would have felt like a deserter. He, would, he was just a man of honorable integrity, you know, and he wouldn't do yeah. it. Although nobody would have, would have minded it if he had. 
But the lines of communi- communication and the, and the overlay of the Washington gover- government and the Texas, te- Texas government was kind of, you know, overlaying each other. And there was confusion in, in all that. So Colonel Travis didn't take orders from Sam Houston. Houston said, there's no help to be had, son. And uh, Bonham took that letter back, got on his horse, started right away. And Houston grabbed the reins of his horse, said, hold it, son. Listen to me. You don't understand. You're obviously very brave. But if you go back into the, back into the Alamo, you're going to die in a few days with him. You're going to die there. Stay here and fight with me. I'd like to have a guy like you on my side, my team. He said, he said, begging your pardon, sir. My orders were not to come tell you I needed help. My orders were to bring word to my commander again. By all that's holy, I will do that. Turned that horse around and rode back to his death a few days, a few days later. Rode back in. Had to fight his way back in. Get into Alamo to die with him. He knew it was coming and he died anyway. He was 27 years old when that happened, I think. 27, 28. Wow. Man, he had a spirit on him. He knew somebody was with him. Amen. Amen. You understand me? When you got the spirit on you, you do things that others will not do. Yeah. The spirit of God in you make you be look bigger than Jim Bonham any day. Amen. I'm looking at a bunch of Jim Bonhams in this house right Amen. here, I believe. Yes. People that are going to change the world, who can change the world, can make things different. And you don't have to be told everything to do either. It's in you. It's in you to do right. it. You, you wish you could put it in your children that way, don't you? Yeah. I thought somebody needed to invent a disc, a way to open up my kid's head. <laughs> I could program this little disc and slide it in the back of their head at night, you know. You get up in the morning and say, Make the bed, come in there and say, Daddy, I've already made my bed. I did my homework. I've prepared breakfast. Anything else I can do for you before I go to school? <laughs> yeah, I thought that'd be awesome if I could just do that. <laughs> then I thought, no, I wouldn't do it if I could. Mm-mm. Why? I don't want to be loved by me. Yeah. <laughs> That's loved by me. That's loved by yourself. See, God yeah. did not make you a robot. Amen. He gave you His Spirit so you could He can empower you to make choices of your own. That's right. His Spirit is not about control. His Spirit is about empowerment. Amen. 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 That is so good. To make you who you're supposed to be. Sonship and the Spirit. From the covenant names of God. See, God names Himself so you can rely on this being a fact. Yeah. Not just something He did. It's who He is. Yes. He is. If he is this, he always will be this. He never changes. If God ever was your righteousness, he'll always be your righteousness. Amen. Amen. If he ever was your sanctification, he'll always be your sanctification. If he ever was your Nisi, I'm getting ahead of myself with Nisi. (laughs) If he ever was your Shalom or your present help, he'll always be that. That's who he is. Yeah. Yeah. Let's look at Genesis 24, 22. Genesis 22. There are eight names and five five products we get from these these eight names. What verse? Fourteen. Now let me give you the backdrop to this story. Abraham is told to take Isaac up on Mount Mount Moriah and sacrifice him there. Yeah. 
He gets up there, and God provides a ram in the thicket. All right. And Abraham called the name of that place Jehovah-Jireh. As it is said to this day, in the mount of the Lord it shall be seen. Jehovah-Jireh means God sees. And the indication is, if God sees, God provides. That's right. Amen. Amen. If he sees your need, he provides your need. Amen. Success. Number three is success. Sonship, the spirit, and success is in God's name for you. Yeah. God made it so he could provide for you so you could be a success in life. Amen. Yes. That's wonderful. Amen. Think about that. Yes. I want you to be a success in life. God does not want you to fail ever. Amen. Do you ever want your kids to fail? No. No. Unless they don't have to. I don't want them to. I want them to succeed. I heard a story about Tony, Tony Campolo, a preacher who's not a spirit-filled guy. Not a spirit-filled guy at all. Not even very conservative. But but uh, he went to Mexico to see a missionary every every year back 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 when. Went to see a missionary he knew it was down there. He said this little village had no road to it. Up in the mountains. Had to ride donkeys to get there every every time. Wow. Rode donkeys up the mountainside. There's lots of villages in Mexico like that. Yeah. He got up there and said the main the main thoroughfare, you couldn't call it a street, it's just an opening between between two sides of a town, you know. Main thoroughfare had holes all in it, it was terrible. You couldn't get a wagon down it or anything. All of the kids were naked. Hmm. People just barely getting by, just barely making it. Houses that built out of boards that were terrible. No paint, no, 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 nothing. So it was a miserable little place. But the missionary had been there for many years. He said, then one year I went, went back and everything had changed. One year everything had changed. He said, I went back down there. There's a road up there to it. So we drove a Jeep right up there. Drove a Jeep right up there to it. Middle, middle fair was all leveled out, and there were several, several cars in the town. All the little children had clothes on. It was prospering. They paint, painted the buildings, and everything was looking up. Planted, planted flowers, and everything looked, looked like a real town, you know. Wow. He said, "I went down." He said, "I was shocked at the difference in this town." Yeah. So I went down there to the end of the. Into the street where the missionary lived, and went in there and saw him and greeted greeted him. And the missionary said, "How are you doing?" He said, "I'm doing fine." He said, "Man, what's going on with your town here, brother? What a change in this city!" The missionary said, "It's all of the devil. That's all of the enemy." He said, "What? Yeah, it's all the devil." Tell me, why, why, why are you saying that? He said, "One of those name it claim it guys that come into here. One of those guys from Rama." Those Kenneth Hagin guys come in here. You know him, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> came in here, started preaching that prosperity stuff. It's all over the devil. Tony Campolo said, Brother, I'm sorry, but I've seen the devil's work. This ain't it. <laughs> Amen. This is not it. Yeah. Amen. Amen. You can have what you believe. Right. Yeah. You believe what you say. Yeah. You can have it. 
they uh, found success in believing in God. Yeah. They heard that God didn't want them to, to lose in life. He wanted them to win in life. Yeah. Amen. So they, so they started winning. Amen. Amen. You can win in life. Yes. Tell two people, you can win in life. You can win in life. You can win in life. Because Jehovah Jireh is your, your provider. See, when spring comes, and it's coming, isn't it? Yeah. You're going to see, not you're just going to have one or two trees respond to spring. All the trees are going to respond to spring. Yeah. That's why when somebody in the church gets some gets a blessing happen to them, rejoice with them. Because yes. your day is coming. Your day yes. is coming. You get, you get in that springtime with them, and your day is coming. Amen. Yes. We're all supposed to have this kind of success in our lives. Yes. God wants you successful in whatever yes. you put your hand to do. Yes. He wants you to succeed. He wants you blessed because he loves you. Not not just so you give to the church. Oh, yeah, you need to give something to the church. Don't don't miss Ann. Okay. But not, that's not sake. the only reason. For their sake. For, for, their, for your sake. But God wants to bless you because he loves you. Yes. He wants to make you wealthy because he loves you. Just the same reason you're, you're saving up for your kids right now. Most of you should be saving up for your kids. God saves up for you. He saved up, saved up the wealth of heaven for you to have something in life. Yeah. Has plenty to give you. All the success there is in heaven can be yours. Amen. Amen. I like this this part. I want to, I want to read to you Philippians four nineteen. Tell you a little story here. How God provides. Philippians four nineteen. It's a wonderful verse of scripture. But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Okay. Did you see that that said God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory? Yeah. I was I, I heard this verse preached my whole life. God shall supply all your need. He didn't and they, they they would say right behind that, not 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 your wants, but your needs. Made sure they knew that I knew that God didn't want me to have anything. Make sure they told me that he didn't want me to have anything, just my barely get along needs. What a lie. Yeah. Look at look at what it says here. According to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Oh, he's not going to supply my need by according to what I need, but but how rich but but according to how rich he yeah. is. That's right. How rich is God? He's pretty wealthy, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. He's big time wealthy if you ask me. Yeah. yeah. He's richer than you are, richer than my daddy, richer than my grandpa. My grandpa had a lot of money, but He's richer even than that. Yeah. He's going to supply my need according to his riches in glory. Yeah. His riches in glory. What's glo what's glo glory look like? Anybody read it, read Revelation lately? Yeah. yeah. Streets are gold. Streets of gold. That's right. They equate gravel with gold. That's right. <laughs> gold up there is gravel. Amen. Yeah. Think about that. Amen. Amen. Our pavement. Yeah. He's going to supply your need according to how rich he is. I, I, I had to think about this for a little bit and wonder, how would God have a need? God had a need. How would he supply that need? If God could have a need. So I thought about this. My grandpa, my wealthy grandpa, is in heaven now. He retired from the farm and turned it over to my uncle. And he started... What he liked to do then was he had a little maintainer, little road grader, grader, you know, Greg, you know what I'm talking about, that long thing. He had a small one of those. 
he maintained all the roads on, on the farm. Had about 1,200 acres over in Love County. He loved to go around and keep the roads nice on the, all through the farm. Well, sandy soils are eroded, eroded, eroded pretty badly, and he'd always fix it back, you know. Loved to do that. And uh, it was just his pastime, you know. I can imagine, though, in heaven, that maybe they give him that job. <laughs> Maintaining the roads in heaven. Yes. Did you get it? Yeah. There are streets there. Yeah. yeah. Imagine that one of the celestial streets, one of the celestial chariots, wore a finally wore a pothole in one of the streets in, in heaven. <laughs> and, and Grandpa Rains, my grandpa, got the, got the call to go fix that hole. <laughs> now he he was he was one of the reasons why he was wealthy because he was tight. Yeah. Yes. When he laid that money, when he laid that penny down on that counter to buy something, it had his fingerprints embedded in it. <laughs> mm, he had to turn loose some money. It's true. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> he uh, had a lot of money. And I can just see him standing up there thinking, how am I going to make this, make this good? You know, this is heaven. I think we can put asphalt in there. Man, if I had that asphalt on that Oklahoma farm, I would have been in heaven. I'm going to put asphalt in that hole and fix it up really nice. So he's calls down to the asphalt plant, gets a, a truck full of asphalt on the way. And he gets a call. Hello. Oh, yes, sir, Mr. Bossman. Lord, on, on the other end. Waity, oh, 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 waity. Asphalt won't do. Okay, yes, sir. Okay. I should have thought of that, sir. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll fix that. He hangs up. Call down the cement plant. We'll get some cement put in that hole. He bring me a truckload of cement up here right, right away. He gets another call from the throne room. Wait, cement won't do. Oh, yeah, it's, it's metal. Okay. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for that. Call down the sil silver mine. <laughs> call down to the silver mine. <laughs> I want a load of silver up here to put in this pothole. No, that won't do, will it? Why, why, why won't that do? Because God has a need, and he feels it according to how rich he is. Yeah. The Bible says he's going to fill your need according to how rich he is, not, not according to what you need, but how rich he is. Yeah. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. I've told you this before, but my, my kids know this. My grandbabies know this. They think I'm rich. Because <laughs> I want them to think that. I, I'm rich in candy anyway. <laughs> I always make sure we have plenty of candy at, at our house when they come over. Have a big bowl of chocolate, you know. Those, those of you here are new here, you just understand. You know a lot about me. You hear the story. Maxwell comes over and he said, Papa, I need chocolate. He didn't. He didn't tell me. He didn't ask for it. He tells me what he needs. I need chocolate. I know he doesn't need it, but he thinks he needs it. That's right. He thinks he needs it. It's a need to it's a need to me, and I'm gonna feel it according to my riches and glory. That's right. According to how wealthy I am. So I go in there and get the whole bowl and I pour it out on the on the on the table and say, Get what you want, son. If his mother's there, she screams, Oh no, don't do that. No, 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 no. <laughs> I say, we follow your rules at your house, my rules at this house. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Do what you want, son. Do what you want. I meet the need according to how rich he, I am in chocolate. Amen. That's right. How rich is, how rich is God? He's immeasurably wealthy. Amen. You meet your need. 
you use your faith, you can tap into that. Yes. Amen. Use your faith to tap into that, would you? And come and tithe at the church. Amen. Amen. So good. Exodus fifteen twenty six. Get a next thought. And said, if thou wilt diligently hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God, and will do that which is right in his sight, and will give ear to his commandments, and keep all his statutes, I will put none of these diseases upon thee, which I have brought upon the Egyptians, for I am the Lord that healeth thee. Wow. Jehovah Rapha, the Lord our healer. I call this soundness, soundness of body. Yeah. Amen. Your soundness, your health, your healing is found in the Word of God. Yes. And in God's covenant name, Jehovah Rapha. Amen. Yes. It's not just something God does. It's who He is. That's right. He is our healer. Yeah. Now, the good news is you don't have to do all this stuff that's in this verse. It's an Old Testament verse. Jesus went about doing good and, good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil because God, God was with God him. Was with him. Yeah, that's right. God was with him and God was with you. Amen. Yeah. Back in the Old Testament, they had to do all this stuff, keep all these laws and commandments and statutes and all to, to be sure that they had this covenant name. But Jesus won this covenant name for you. Amen. 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 Soundness. I have soundness. Yes. John Holler is healed because Jesus healed me. That's right. Amen. I'm done with that. Amen. Amen. I love this thought. R.W. Shambach said he was preaching one time in a little church in some place. I don't remember where he said. Anybody here know R.W. Shambach? Mm -hmm. A few of you heard of him. He said he was walking in the front door of the church and he heard a sound behind him screeching tires. He turned around just in time to see a little boy laying in the street where the car just run over him. Laying there bleeding in the middle of the street. He ran out there in the street. People come out of the buildings all around. Ran out there to the little boy and was standing all around him trying to get him back, back to life. Shambach said, I stood, stood there for a little while, let, let, let them do what they thought they could do. He was still dead when they got done. He said, could I, could I have a chance to get to him? They backed up. He went up there and he commanded him to live in Jesus' name. Amen. Commanded him to live in Jesus' name. Rebuked the spirit of, the spirit of calamity that caused that accident. That boy opened his eyes. Amen. And said, thank you, preacher. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, preacher. He said, I don't know how he knew I was a preacher, but he just knew. Yeah. The boy opened his eyes. They couldn't find any where he'd been bleeding from. Mm -hmm. They rushed him to the hospital. He got out that same day. He was perfectly fine. Amen. Amen. The next night, Shambach was back. He was a series of meetings he was in. He was back. He said, I was in that service. Up front, working on my, 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 my microphones, he said. 
He said, I turned around early, early, real early before the service began. They turned around and looked. The family had come in and sat on the front row. Man and woman, five little kids. <coughs> he, said, he said, I'm R.W. Shambach. He said, I know who you are. The man did. I know who you are. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't step foot in a church house except yesterday my little boy pointed out the one in that row. My little boy was killed out here in the street. Somebody told me you brought him back to life. He told me about you. That's why we're here tonight. We're here to give our hearts to God. The whole family got saved right there Amen. on the spot. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Glory to God. God's healing power is available to bring people to Christ. Amen. Amen. What's, what's good about it is we just had, we just had Rodney Howard Brown at our, our school in, in Dallas. You know who Rodney Howard Brown is? Yeah. Just had him down there. What a wild man he is. <laughs> had fun, fun, fun in the sun, I'm telling you, all week. We saw a lot, of, a lot of wonderful things, a lot of miracles happening. And he kept challenging us to believe God to use us like he uses him. God wants to use all of us. Explain wants to use who you. he is, honey. Tell him who he is, what he's done. Well, he had that I, revival down there. Had a big re revival years ago. Rodney Howard Brown did. It was a powerful move. When he started speaking, folks just start laughing Amen. for no reason. He has an anointing for joy on him. It's crazy. And my students were laughing, like laughing their heads off down there. It was awesome. It's really wonderful. Let's turn to Psalm 23. Psalm 23. Read that, Miss Anne. All of it? No, just the first verse or two. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. This one is Jehovah Rohi. The Lord, my shepherd. God is your shepherd. We're all sheep. He's our shepherd. Miss Anne's your shepherd, but she would not be a shepherd if Jesus, the shepherd, did not live inside her. Amen. Fivefold ministry has a shepherd in it. It's called pastor, shepherd, same word. It's poem, 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 main. Is that right? I think so. Huh? I think so. Poem, main. Is a, is a word, the Greek word for shepherd and pastor, same word. And it says that, that, that those fivefold ministries are gifts of Jesus to, to the church. Apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastor, teacher in Ephesians 4. It's the one ministry of Jesus divided by the five ways. Yeah. One of them is a pastor, the shepherd. The great shepherd of Israel was God himself. Amen. Amen. I read... Uh, Song of Solomon 2 4. You're going to like this. 
Song of Solomon 2, verse 4. I'm waiting. He brought me to the banqueting table, and his banner over me was love. Uh, Exodus 7, 17, 15 says, And Moses built an altar and called the name of, the, of it Jehovah Nissi, my banner. The Lord our banner, Jehovah Nissi. That's what it means. He brought me to his banqueting house, banqueting table, and his banner over me was love. What this is talking about, it was a state, a state dinner. The king had a state statesmen come in. Like in the White House, they have state dinners. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. The dignitaries from other countries come in there. And behind them is a flag. Tells you what nation they're from. Yeah. Or it'll be on the on, on the, sometimes at the placemat there'll be a flag telling you what nation that, that person is from. And he'll have ten or fifteen or twenty twenty different ones come into for state dinners, nations around around the world. He wants to the, the president wants to honor. That's what he's talking about here in in, in this. Yeah. His banner over me was love. Imagine King Solomon throwing a big dinner for heads of state from around. Had, they, had the Assyrian king in there, maybe, maybe the Syrian king. Who else might he have had? They've had the uh, Egyptian king come up, Pharaoh come up and sit with him. Maybe the Queen of Sheba maybe came up. Yeah. Had this and that and this and that and this and that and all of them from all over, every place sitting around. But there was one banner he had up there for the dark girl that he fell in love with. It's the Song of Solomon. She said, my skin is black from being in the sun. She was dark. She didn't know why he, he paid her any attention, but he loved her for some reason. Yeah. I don't know why Jesus loved Gentiles. <laughs> We're glad he, he called did. us dogs. Yeah. <laughs> but he loves us anyway. That's right. He brought us in, but not because not because we did, did good. Not because we were all that, all that. We weren't all that, you know, that. But he loved us. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He loves us. Yes. And his love that demands that he does something about it. So what does he do? Brings us into the banqueting table. Amen. Brings us right into right into with the, with all the highbrow guests. All the big shots are in there. Yeah. Here comes a little girl, dark, complected, still blonde there. She's fresh out of the fields. Her place is right by the king. Mm-hmm. And her banner is a White one, white banner with a heart on it. Woo. Yeah. His banner over me is love. Yeah. That's why you're here, because somebody loved you. You're not here because of how well you performed. I know you. If you're from Oklahoma, you don't perform all that well unless you play football. Uh, if you play football, you perform pretty well, I guess. Shepherd in our banner, our, the one who fights for us. The banner re- represents the the. the the victory that the king has won for his people. The banner comes out and the, the, the banquet feast is thrown. The banners all fly and the king is in his house and he's won the victory. Amen. Throws a, throws a big old uh, party for, for everybody, everybody to assist him in celebra- celebrating. That t- speaks to me of security. Security. Sonship spirit, success, soundness of body, and security. Five things. Any wonder it's five things? Five things of grace. Amen. 
security. This means you're not going to lose it tomorrow. You should be more excited than, than that. Not going to lose it tomorrow. I used to have some little goats when I lived in Collin County, Texas. Had little goats. I got them because they were good tax deduction. You know that? Yeah. My taxes in Collin County are high. Anybody know about Collin County, Texas, McKinney? Yes. Taxes are ridiculous there. I had a seven-acre little ranch head out there outside of town. Feel silly calling it a ranch head. It was seven seven acres. <laughs> anyway, but they were going to charge me a lot of money for all this land I had, my house. But somebody said if you get some goats or some some animals, you can get a farm ex exemption. So I did. Got me three goats. I needed those goats. They were worth, worth a lot of money to me. Yeah. They were terrified of me. They were terrified of me. I mean, scared to death of me. I fed them. I, I built a house for them to live in. I put new hay in there all the time. I had a salt block in there for them. I had a protein block. I was really kind to these little goats. They were terrified of them. Would not let me touch them. Idiots. <laughs> <laughs> Ran from me all the time. I tried to, I wanted, I wanted to pet them. I had a pet goat when I was a little kid. You know, I like goats. These little nuts wouldn't, wouldn't let me touch them at all. <laughs> the reason they didn't, because they, they had no idea how valuable they were to me. Yeah. 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 They, they were afraid of the one that loved them, who needed them, who wanted them on his place. They were afraid of them. You, you hear where I'm going with this? Yes. That's why the world doesn't know about God. They're terrified of him because of the way the preachers have presented God to them. Yeah. They don't know how much he mean, they mean to him. They mean everything to God. Good. You mean everything to God. He, wants to, he doesn't want to live in heaven, heaven without you. He wants you there. He, couldn't imagine, he got to looking around and he couldn't imagine heaven, heaven without you. So he came after you and me. Glory to God. He loves you more than you can ever know. Amen. Don't be afraid of God. He's on your side. Yes. I gotta tell you this. It's risky. It's risky to walk with God. But it's worth it. Yeah. But you don't want to be old. Look back over your years and wonder where those years have gone. Yeah. That's the song Dance says. What's her name? We're saying dance. Uh, What's her name? Womack. Yeah. Leanne Womack. Sang a song and said, the background singer sang this part, said, time is a wheel in constant motion, always moving us along. Tell me who wants to look back on their years and wonder where those years have gone. You put it, put, it, put it off long enough, your life will be gone before you know it. <clears throat> they interviewed 90-year-old people a few years ago and asked them what they wish they had done different. You know what the n number one answer was? I wish I had taken more risks. More risks. I wish I had taken more risks. 
risk in the church world is spelled F-A-I-T-H. Yeah. Yes. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Just walk by faith. Be risky. Walk by faith. Amen. Let's pray together. Thank you, Father. My God, I love you today. I thank you for bringing this congregation together today to hear this word. I thank you for all these blessings and benefits of the word that you brought us through your covenant names. That we have security. That we have soundness. That you've given us more than enough success. You gave us your spirit. Most of all, you gave us sonship. Brought us into your family. And I thank you for that, my Father. Thank you today for the revelation of the Word of God for these saints here today. Help this Word be profitable to them. As they leave here, let it be something that will change their lives in the days ahead. They can elevate their faith by, by hearing it over and over. I want to ask you, with your heads bowed, are you here today needing, needing to be saved? You can be saved. You can become a child of God today. It does not matter what you've done. I had a guy tell me one time, if I go, if I go to Jared's John, the church had asked to fall in on me. Well, I said, it didn't, it didn't fall in on Charles Howell. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. You, you, can, you can be saved today. God loves you just like you are. That's why you're here. Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures. He was buried and He rose again the third day according to the Scriptures. That means He did all that He did for us. He did it for you. You can be saved today. You don't have to live in wondering what's going to happen to you when you die. You can know that you're going to heaven like I know I'm going to heaven. Like most of these folks in here know they're going to heaven. Anybody in here want to say, I want Jesus today. I want to be saved today. Would you just raise a hand? Signify by raising your hand, I'll pray with you. I'm not going to call you forward. I'm trying not to embarrass you. If you need to be saved today, today's your day. Today is your day. It's the best day you've ever had. Thank you, Father. Okay. Thank you, Lord. Father, bless these, these ones with the Word of God. Thank you for taking them into your care and making this word real for them. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Come on, Casey. Amen. Woo.